Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off Thursday's drop, futures suggest the Dow and S&P may see their first weekly decline in about three weeks, maybe the Nasdaq too. PMIs in Europe, though, were actually pretty good. We'll see the U.S. number in about 45 minutes. Ten-year below 148, even as gold now approaches 1650. Our roadmap begins with the coronavirus risk for stocks. Futures lower. We got Coke, Daimler, and others now warning of continued outbreak headwinds, fueling new worries over the global economic slowdown. Plus, mobile merger revision. SoftBank is cutting its stake in the overall company that will be created between Sprint and T-Mobile and why it's so much more likely to happen. And shares of Deer are up, reporting an unexpected rise in profits, saying it shows an early sign of stabilization for the farm sector. Uh, coronavirus worries, though, of putting stocks on track for a negative week. There's a spike in new cases, both in and outside of China. you got Coca-Cola today joining the list of companies impacted by the outbreak, saying it expects it'll cut current quarter earnings by about one to two cents a share. They coupled that with a nice two and a half percent div hike. Right. Uh, but we also heard from Lulu. Daimler and others is the list is getting longer and we'll get longer from here. Yeah, but one of the things that uh, I think a lot of people took their cue from was Proctor yesterday. Proctor said, listen, it's going to hurt us. Uh, stock was up and then climbed for the rest of the session. So I think people just said, well, look, why don't we just tell the truth? It's going to hurt us. What I think is uh, a little too premature is they all presume that it's going to be solved within a, a foreseeable time frame. Mm-hmm. And the people who are medical professionals are not saying that. So you've got these companies that are that make carbonated water and they make uh, uh, just shampoo and they're making the judgments. I don't buy it. Well, do we know whether you say the medical professionals are not certain? They don't right. know. Well, or they believe it will spread. They believe it will spread. And that it won't just die in May and no, go away? And what is it, like sell in May? It's, it's a disease. It's not a stock market. Well, yeah, but the Gee. warm weather is expected okay. well, to Well, no. I mean, outbreak, Fauci right? is no longer, Dr. Fauci is not saying that it'll necessarily stop in April. Uh-huh. And I, I think that what's, what, what, these guys are like betting on an April stop. And I think they're also not counting on like what happened in Korea yesterday. Oh, the Kospi is uh, has tumbled this week as the number of caseloads there. Obviously, a low, uh, a low number, right. but it's up sixfold in three days. Yeah, so I mean, I think people are starting to say you can't control it. I mean, we have a hard stop from people from China. We do not have a hard stop from people coming from Korea. No, and Japan has got a few more people as yes, well. Yes, they do. Now it's being contained, it would seem. But when you start to hear concerns about the Olympics. Or you got London not, saying least, least we're ready to host. <clears throat> at least question. Really? Yeah. Just as a. Oh, you know how much no. work they've done in Tokyo. It's incredible. Not we, to uh, mention uh, 
down, GDP down six in Q4 in Japan. Right. And now these PMIs, 47, six, 10 straight months of contraction. Well, you, you, when they canceled the, the cell phone conference in Spain, now I think people understand that that's where business gets done. I mean, you know, cutting numbers, cell phones. I mean, we are, I think we're whistling past some of a of, of very difficult graveyard, which is uh, dollar up really huge hurt earnings, okay? Um, lots of places where you can't gather for trade. Uh, it, it, it just comes out to be that there's just, you can't buy everything through Zoom technologies. So I just think we're a little too bullish. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that because we're a little too backish. <laughs> what, what about the notion that if there's really <laughs> global turmoil, all the money comes here? Okay, where? Does it come to bonds? I mean, bonds are below 1.5. Like, they always... The money seems to always try to find the thing it doesn't make any money for them. I mean, I remember when I opened my first checking account, it was they were paying me this. And I was like, oh, darn, I'm not making any money on my checking account. Now it's like, wow, look at this. I can go buy a CD. Uh, yeah, it does come here. It does come here. But it's got to be with companies that have yields that are not hurt. I'll tell you, I've been working on the drug stocks because they seem to be right. And then I find out that 80% of our pills or at least the ingredients, originate in China. There are 48 plants in the province that's got cordoned off. Well, I mean, are they going to be able to deliver us what we want? Well, now, now you're getting into the inflationary aspect of all of this. Yes. Uh, Reuters with this story yesterday about suppliers to deer and cat who are having to turn to domestic supply for 40% more, and they're going to pass that on. We'll see if Deer addresses that in the call. I know Deer, like the quarter was, I know the stock is up, and I know the gross margins were good, but if you go through the deck, almost everything is bad. The gross margins were good. It, that's not necessarily how we want the company to, to make its quarter. Uh, I think also there's this, this line about farmers get money, and I, I've always been saying it's an election year. It's, you know, and by the way, will Bloomberg give them money? He'll give anybody money. He'll give anybody money? You sound a little chagrined today. I do? Yeah, you sound like, you know. Why? Because it's a TV show. I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, I only interject when there's something worth saying. What are you at right the club? Right now, I've been enjoying listening to the, the two of you. You're at the club. I am. I am your, I'm your rich uncle What kind of club? club? You're my auntie. A, going to have a couple of, what do you drink at the club? <laughs> I don't know. I don't drink. Sarsaparilla? What, yeah, what, do, you what do you drink, do you the drink at the club? Mezcal. No, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's very hard to take David seriously, so I'm going to address you. Oh, please. Well, guys, I'm keep doing this every Friday. Go ahead. <laughs> guys, uh, Bullard did talk about Corona this morning on Squawk, said there's a high probability it'll blow over, a low probability it gets worse. And then the CEO of Domino's talked about it with Jim last night on Mad Money. The team on the ground, in an effort to look out for the safety of our team members and our customers, have put protocols in place for us to safely uh, deliver uh, pizzas to the customers in China without you know, a lot of, uh, of direct uh, contact with one another. And as you said, Jim, really first and foremost at this point in time, it's not sales, it's not store openings that we're concerned about. It's about the safety of our customers and our team members. Now, that stock was up 75 yesterday. A lot of people were shorted. There's some people at various publications who said it's going to blow the quarter. Rich did a great job. I think that what we're getting is exactly what Dr. Mark Bristow predicted. He's the CEO of Barrick, doing a great job when the Ebola virus was raging where he was mining for gold in Africa. And he just said, first of all, Jim, <clears throat> don't be a sissy. Always aggravated me that he called me a sissy, but that's okay because I'm Jimmy Chill. 
But then he said, you just don't shake hands. You never shake hands. That's out. I, I, you know what? But try doing that during the course of your day. Try. Uh, and, and frankly, not, not but we, people know who we, they want to come up to you. They say hello to you. Try to just say no. I can't shake your hand. I, I know. We had one guest this week. I will not name him. He said, listen, I don't want to shake your hand. I said, okay. People but don't then, respond well then to I that. Sh- then I had to we not shake anybody's hand. We've got to change the way that we go about doing that. I, I, I've said that this, No, no, with this, Taiwan, I'll get it. Or even the bowing. No. A bowing. I'll bow to no, you. No, I, have you stopped shaking hands? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, but you know me. I was first in wiping down this desk it's every true, morning. Look, man, now we I all take, do it. I have taken true. my cue from you. That's true. And I am anxious not to shake people's hands. <laughs> I have a mask it, it here. Literally I have rubber saved gloves. lives, not shaking hands. I mean, wasn't it done to show that you didn't have a weapon? Well, we don't have weapons. <laughs> so just, it's just that it's weird to, like, do the el- I'm not armed. <laughs> but, I, you know, I got guests, and all the guests want to shake my hand, okay, at the end of the interview. And because it looks like that I like them. I'm not, with the exception, you know, I mean, there's one company I wouldn't shake hands with even if I, before the virus is after. And you know what that is. Um, but <laughs> I. Everybody knows which yeah, company you're I, talking I, about. I am struggling. To, but I want everyone to, to, at home to know I don't want to shake anybody's hand. What do I the just three don't. stooges used to do? <laughs> Why don't you do that with your chest? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do not miss right. our, our special report on the outbreak tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Not a laughing matter. We're trying to wrap up all the headlines of the day uh, right here on CNBC. David. Uh, let's talk about Sprint uh, and T-Mobile because uh, the two companies are now really on the verge of getting this deal done, a deal that was announced uh, almost two years ago in late April. Uh, it was of 2018. They are now targeting April 1st, perhaps, is the date at which they're going to be able to close the transaction. Remember, of course, we got the all-important judgment from Judge Marrero uh, early last week that allowed the deal to continue to move forward, uh, saying to the state AGs, no, you don't have a case. I believe that these two companies will be pro-competitive in getting together. And yesterday, uh, we can tell you as well, of course, it's been reported that um, they agreed to a new deal. Remember, I've been saying for months to expect once and if they got the approval from Judge Marrero or he ruled in their favor that T-Mobile and its parent, Deutsche Telekom, would be pushing for a reduction uh, in the price. That happened. Uh, It wasn't uh, particularly onerous, and it is being borne entirely by SoftBank, which is interesting here. Remember, SoftBank owns, what, 83 percent or so, somewhere in there, of Sprint shares. The remainder is, of course, public. Um, The public shareholders will continue to get the same Ratio 9.75 Sprint shares for each share of T-Mobile, um, but the effective ratio for uh, SoftBank um, will be about 11.31. So it'll bring the overall number to 11, but they're taking all the hit in terms of at least a reduction. It amounts to about 48.8 million shares that uh, will be surrendered by SoftBank. Essentially, uh, they do have a provision in this that says if T-Mobile shares uh, maintain a certain price after the deal, and this will be measured sometime after, they actually will have a make good and get those shares back in the combined company. Um, But what it really does, uh, in effect, is allow the deal to happen. Now, we're still waiting for the California Public Utility Commission to rule. I am told they're going to wait. They're going to try to wait. They're not going to close it in the face of, uh, of awaiting still a ruling from the PUC in California. That's about it. 
that's about all that stands in the way at this point. The renegotiation is done. Uh, April 1 is the target date, and guys, then we'll really be talking about a significant change in the wireless market in this country, what the competitive effects will be. Uh, DISH will be off to the races, of course, in its efforts to become a real player uh, nationally in wireless. So many different things. But this was the key, final key hurdle, perhaps, California PUC notwithstanding. Let me ask you a question. I spoke at length with Dan Hesse. Former CEO CEO of of Sprint. Sprint. Of whom, by the way, John Lesnar, protege. Why is he not getting any credit for saving this company? Why do we not hear that? He saved Sprint. To Dan Hesse? Yes, he did. Okay. But there's not a plaque. There's nothing. Well, was it really saved? Yes, it was at $2. He yeah. came on mad money. Yeah. I said, You're gonna, this company's going bankrupt. Oh, this you is are years going to, ago yes, you're talking about. You're going to, two bucks. You're going to file for bankruptcy. And he said, absolutely not. Right. This company is a buy. The shares are a buy. Why does he not get any credit? Well, you're giving him credit right now. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. Okay? I just wanted to do that because look at what a, what was kind of five-bagger, if you listen to Dan Hesse. At that point. Now, how many years ago was that? That's a long time that was, ago. It was Remember, done the was, same weekend that, that came ATT in, made then. the hostel. Right. For T-Mobile. For T-Mobile. So that's 2011, isn't it? Is that nine it's, years ago? You know, in dog years, yeah. huh? No, I just think it's very important to remember. No, I just think it's important to give credit to people who saved that company. Dan Hesse saved it. It was, I mean, remember, of course, it was the Sprint Nextel deal, which almost doomed it. It was not that good. Right up there. That was a suboptimal. The worst deals of all time. Uh, You know, AOL, Time Warner, Sprint Nextel, Monsanto, Uh Bayer. All right. I just thought it was important to point out someone who's kind of a hero of mine. Kansas City, family guy. A lot of kids go to Notre Dame. Just a good man. All right? Okay. I thought it was worth it. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I know he's going to hit Hewlett-Pack, HP. Mm. And he's going to say things that are somewhat negative. And I, negative about who? Oh, come on. You're going to be negative about a poison pill. You hate poison pills. <laughs> I am known for hating <laughs> yes. poison yes, pills. Yes, you are. They, I'll yes. tell you, poison pills are not made they in Wuhan. interfere in the in the governance of corporations in an effective way. No, we're going to talk about that. A lot of M&A tactics that are very interesting going on in HP Xerox. I, I want to get your full take on it, Jim. You got it. Yeah, I've been working on it. Uh, yep, David's got HP Xerox. We'll get to some other movers today, including Slack, a call on Chewy, and a bunch more. Uh, Kramer's Mad Dash and the opening bell in just about 16 minutes. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back. Let's get to a mad dash as we get ready for an opening bell here on a Friday. About 13 minutes from now, we'll start trading. Uh, Chewy is a name that you want to discuss on the mad dash. RBC Capital. What a great chart. RBC Capital comes out and says, yes, this dog can hunt. That's not the only reason I like the piece. It talks about a profitability inflection. Fiscal year 20. That would be something. This is a very fast growing company. Favorable risk reward. Anybody who uses Chewy knows the service is extraordinary. Um, it's a subscription business, which I have. I love subscription business. It's very satisfying for dog owners. 
Uh, and you know what? They're talking about uh, the private label. They're talking, oh, by the fastest growing vertical is pharmacy. Anybody who also knows when you have dogs, and we have a dog with a cough right now. Uh, NVIDIA has a cough. We have to flood NVIDIA, NVIDIA with antibiotics. It's, it's way to go. So you get everything for Chewy. We're doing some, some. Some. Okay, got it. Well, I, they send us nice pictures of our dogs. They do that. They also tell you your you dog's birthday. Via Amazon? Anything Amazon, you want? You do dog, no, you no? do dog food doing Chewy. Only Chewy. Furniture, you go to Amazon. Furniture? Judging from that Wayfair layoff. Oh, the Wayfair, well, they have a potentially a production issue, right, Wayfair? I don't know, David, but I can tell you that this one is headed higher. Chewy is headed Chewy higher. Chewy is All a right. real subscription right. business. Got it. You have a dog? I do. What's the name? Scoop. Scoop? Oh, like you. You scooped. Oh, oh. it's cool, man. Whoa. How about per sources? Is that another when you get your second dog? Per sources. We can have one dog. Scoops it. One and only. All right. We got a lot more to uh, to uh, get to here this morning. Of course, going to talk about HP and Xerox. Take a look at Viacom day two after that. Stick around, of course. And remember, you can always watch us live on the go on the CNBC app. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. There's a lot to juggle today after yesterday's midday drop. Futures are red. Uh, PMIs were pretty good, but the yield curve close to inverting again this morning. Two's tens come within about 11 basis points. Opening bell in just about eight minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in about five minutes as we uh, close out what's been another, although short, 
uh, crazy week uh, of coronavirus headlines. Jim, some of the metrics coming out of China, uh, the Passenger Car Association there, first two weeks of February, car sales down 92 percent. In the first week, down 96 percent. Yeah, look, a lot of companies are really, I think that there's a lot of people who feel this thing's going to end very soon. And I think that the revisions down are, look at Illinois Tool Works, for example, is hitting an all-time high. You know, they have, a, they have a lot of auto. People don't care. It's like, well, well that's, that's right. The, that's just the, that's the thing. People, investors don't care. They don't we care. talked about the Chinese economy they don't essentially care. having been closed for at least a couple of weeks and barely reopened for right. some time thereafter. Don't care. People don't care. How when is do that? they care? I don't know. Don't ask me. I, I think they, I don't know. There's a, it's unlike, it's uncharacteristic that people don't care about numbers coming down. Uncharacteristic. They think this will be contained. Yes, so and then they'll have sold Illinois that, Tool. And that demand will return, and right. it will be a blip, because uh, they look at history, and that is what it's shown us. I, I talked to a lot of younger people about stocks, the Robin Hood types, and they say, Jim, what have you taught us? They always come back. And I said, I, I, I have never said, no, you always said they come back. They are not, they don't necessarily come back. I know younger people own Galactica, Battle of Virgin, and you know, they're like, hey, I'm up 100%. What, what do you know about stocks? Well, the only time I ever heard that was, yes, indeed, 1999. And for a long time, I looked like I was foolish. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that, Jim. Uh, Bloomberg's got a piece up this morning about, I'll read the headline, mom and pop are on an epic stock buying spree fueled by free trades. Yes. Uh, in the heels of that E-trade. I Morgan think that Stanley. people do not understand. So that's, we're in that period now. Yes. And I, I think, you know, we keep hearing that all people do is index fund. That is wrong. That's brainwash. People have index fund, but they also are buying stuff. Look, I had a very smart guy come to me and say, how can, G- how can I lose money on GME? On GameStop. How could I lose money? Well, I mean, you could lose all your money. Well, no, but I mean, how could I lose money? I mean, I... I, I so if we're really back to the this JDS Uniphase era... Just right? don't sell us, JDSU. <laughs> right. Yes, the difference is going to be what? Um, profitability? Well, I don't know. It's index funds and people who don't... If they don't use margin, it may not go down that much. Because they might just say, you know what? It's going to come back. Well, it's also easier to say it's going to come back when the 10-year is 1.5 or less. Right, not 7 or 6. And you go to cash only to realize... You feel like such a chump in cash. That said, let's not forget the bull market in bonds has been a 30, what, 30-year-plus market. I mean, if you invest in bonds, you've done very well. Well, what's our job? Is our job to say, you know what, um, Slack's up because they got an Uber deal, you should sell Slack... That is the story out uh, this morning. Uh, Business Insider says Uber is moving all 38,000 employees to Slack, uh, uh, which has faced increasing competition from Microsoft. So it's up. I I know. We're in an era of rewarding large contracts. Yes, we are. We're back in Look, when when I got in the business, there used to be this. There was a machine where you could get the quotes at Grand Central. Right there. It was a Merrill Lynch machine. And every time there was a contract, even a military contract, like, you know, Raytheon would win something. By Raytheon. Uh, the Baker Hughes numbers would come out on Friday. Uh, or the, rig, the rigs are up. Hey, hey, go, go by Halbert. It worked like that. And then we got Algoed. And now we're uh, post-Algo. Kind of like post-expressions. I like post-expressions. Do you? Yeah, a little bit. Not bad. Campbell's soup cans. 
Yes. Wish I'd bought him in 1962 when he did him. How about a Maryland shot red? Oh, I wouldn't be working. (laughs) Now you'd still be working. You just have it at home. I like like On your wall. I like slack. Symbol work. How about Tesla coming back? Do you know Tesla was up 40 points last hour of trading? (laughs) This is the sign that they know more than we do. When I meet younger people, they instinctively know more than I do. Ah, they say, you know, you're too old. You don't understand. Stocks go higher. I see. So <laughs> we definitely need a sarcasm. I know. Yeah. Jimmy uh, Chill. Jimmy Chill just says, all right, go on Galactic, you know, Battlestar, you know, Virgin. Go ahead. Yeah. 20, hey, I think, wasn't it Dahlia who said cash is trash? Cash is trash. I, I kind of like some cash. I like some gold. I like some gold, David. Your trash is my treasure. Well, then I'm going to put a lot of ties in my trash. <laughs> it's the opening bell on the S&P 500 at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange with the big board. It's uh, DMY Technology Group celebrating the first day of trading at the NASDAQ Duos Technology Group, a provider of intelligent analytical technology solutions. Now, everybody, the market's all red. Do the millennials just come in and say, go to James Gorman and say, what should I buy? Scorman now runs E-Trade. Well, not yet. It hasn't closed. No, but I mean, like, that's a, hey, uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Gorman, you mind if I go buy some plug flower? Oh, yeah, he's got a, Mr. Gorman, what do you think about Ballard here? Do you think it's going to be like that? No, I don't. No? No. Okay. No. E-Trade will be a unit of, of Morgan Stanley. But it is an interesting culture. That was culture. a seminal deal. It happened. Culture. That was a seminal deal, and we Last. just can't let it just stop. Let's talk about that deal. Okay. E-Trade is a upstart culture from the days when it started, okay? It has always been a rebel. Morgan Stanley, a rebel without a cause, by the way. Morgan Stanley is as, I remember when I went into Morgan Stanley the first time I shined my shoes because I heard it was white shoe. I didn't have white shoe, but I did have court advance. And I was scared to death when I had Morgan Stanley because it was, I felt that I was going to go, I knew I was out of my element, Okay. Morgan Stanley, I was out of my element. That's I didn't belong to Ballastraw. That's a long time ago. I, I know. I mean, remember, they did own Dean Witter. Well, that was an unfortunate. They dallied yeah. Sears. It didn't work. I'm just saying that, that Morgan Stanley is the last. I mean, well, Goldman's so. doing, I don't know, spinning discs over there. But I, I just thought that Morgan Stanley and E-Trade is just an odd, an odd couple. Well, I, there's, been some, there's some good pieces out this morning uh, sort of framing the, the deal. Uh, yields are structurally depressed right. around the world. Uh, programmatic trading has altered the brokerage business. Uh, zero commissions has altered the trading business. Yes. And so everyone's going to chase the consumer. Goldman, uh, Morgan right. Stanley, everyone. And, where and, else would you go? And it's, you know, he's created, James told me he's created a gorilla. Uh, the technology's good across both platforms. I believe, the, I believe in the deal. Uh, but I think it's everything is this Robin Hood, this darn Robin Hood. The 10, when they pass 10 million. Remember, that's tw- almost twice what E-Trade has. 10 million accounts. Accounts at Robinhood. And, and by the right. way, you know, what do they buy? They buy single digit uh, because they don't, you know, they buy Ford. They buy a lot of Ford. They don't like to buy, you know, um, Amazon. But they now like they can buy Ford, fractional they, shares. They like to buy Tesla, and that's $910 oh, and a Tesla, share. They buy fractional shares of Tesla. <laughs> but no, these people trade. We don't cater to them enough. I try to a mad money. I... But they, you know, they trade like 10 different stocks. Your, your whole show at night is based around educating retail I investors I just don't want around them single lo- stocks. Yes, I don't want them to lose money. 
If I had had my show in 1999, I think I could have stopped what happened in 2000. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could have. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could have. That's really crazy that you just said that. I can do anything that you can do. Wow. It's better. (laughs) No, you can't. Yes, Yes, I I can. can. No, you can't. When the Broadway stuff comes up, it's my favorite. Uh, there's a look at breadth uh, this morning, which is uh, pretty negative. Only on the Dow, two stocks wow. are up. That's going to be McDonald's and Travelers. Uh, Exxon and Microsoft are going to lead you lower. Uh, you know, people are thinking that the strength in Dropbox shows that Microsoft is vulnerable. Dropbox had good margins. You know, Dropbox going against Microsoft. Betting against Satya Nadella has not been a, a great idea. No. But, yeah, that's what people are saying. Oh, well, hold it. Dropbox, they're vulnerable. Uh, they're not vulnerable. That's wrong. Wow. Um, it's like people feel that CrowdStrike is vulnerable because of Zscaler. Uh, no. Apple shares are barely down. In fact, they were green for a moment. They're down 15 cents uh, yeah. on a $320 stock price. I mean, it's still up 9% for the year. Okay. That's all you have to say? China. That's all you have to say? Um, well, I'm kind of giving it to you well, guys to bat around a bit. Give me your thoughts on... I think that, that Tim Cook immunized it. He was the first to say, look, I don't know what the downside's going to be. And that's how uh, we started this week, right? Yeah. Um, and people didn't go out and, and blow it out because people are convinced that this is going to be like Ebola, like SARS, like MERS. It's going to be solved. When I speak to drug companies, and I speak to the CEOs of drug companies, no one has anything. Really confident people are saying, we don't have it. It's very hard. Keeps morphing. Well, they don't have any. China's adjusted uh, the number of cases uh, three times this month alone. So that's thrown their legitimacy of their data into question. And then this, did you see this? The Chinese ambassador to Russia said it'll be eradicated in a month's time. We will win a complete victory, was the quote. Complete victory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I, I want. Nope. Do you know I search every night? My wife drives my wife crazy. I go to every one of the sites to see, you know, I go to the Lancet and the CDC and the JAMA, Whamma JAMA, and I go to my doctors, and I've got some great guys who are involved with the Fauci types. I keep hoping to hear something good. No one will give me anything good. No one. I'm begging for it. David's a podcast. you got to say something besides so nodding your head. Oh, David nodding head. Um, do, you, do you just antagonize me? No, I don't. I don't know why you see it that way. But you know what? I am going to mention your favorite stock. Oh, if you go there, I'm, I'm there. leaving. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. No, if we you have to discuss this, it's down another 1.7 percent. You're going to go there? Yes, of course I am. We need to discuss what happened to Viacom yesterday. Wall of shame. Did you read those reports? The analyst reports? Yeah, they're, not they're even more negative. Not than particularly happy yesterday. Your friend Nathan, said, Nathan, the mafia, Nathan. Uh, the controlling shareholder Bob Backish did welcome a number of investors there. I'm told uh, Redstone, for her part, said, "Come on, give us time, give us patience. You guys are overreacting." Not sure how well that was taken That's by some of the said? analysts. Uh, by not the analysts, by Is some that of the what investors. She said because they're saying I it's am paraphrasing. Based on at least people who were there telling me what saying was that this wasn't a real quarter once yeah, they get together. Was, yes, that you're sort of trying and to, to Sonic the Hedgehog. That it was an overreaction on the yeah. part of the selling okay. yesterday, which approached okay. almost eighteen percent. You can see it's down again. Listen, yeah, I'm listening. Got, these are some of the questions. Um, uh, the direct to consumer, is it? Isn't it somewhat murky? Some say. I mean, what's the value proposition there when you're selling some of your shows like SpongeBob to to other streaming yeah. outlets? What's yeah. the value proposition in terms of what you're really going to be offering there in this so-called house of brands? Right. 
House um, of Brands. Questioning the efficiency of the business model. The key thing as well was the affiliates. Now, it showed affiliate growth of 1%, but that's because they included reverse comp and retrans from CBS for the first time. When you broke it out, it was actually down 8%. Yeah. We know this because, of course, the available universe of homes for cable continues to decline. And that down 8% number was troublesome to some, of course. They also, as has always been the case, questioned some of the deals that had been done in terms of re-upping with the big cable companies. Right. What was, what really were the economics of those deals continues the, to be the write-offs. some of the questions. The write-off, David? Um, and then, Jim, you, you just get things, well, obviously, we talked a lot about the NFL, but you get questions like, okay, $2 billion in adjusted free cash flow is seen for this year going up. Now, let's not forget, when the deal was getting done, they were talking about $3 billion. Right. $3 billion. No, So now they're no. talking about $2 billion, and then it's on a $30 billion revenue base. And so on an earnings base, yes, it is cheap, which is why you had so many value investors move into this stock. But on an adjusted free cash flow basis now obviously that 18, is seen growing dramatically what, three terms 18 billion debt nine times. 18 billion debt You've got a good amount of debt you owe 500 million dollars in dividends wow. every year to national amusements or something approaching that right. um you know by contrast for example discovery's got 11 billion in revenues and about three plus billion in free cash flow. i know so it's it's interesting they talked about doing opportunistic uh well they bought they did buy some stock back opportunistic stock uh buyback but um, I read that, David. Now it's, but this is when negativity sort of crests sometimes, and everybody has terrible things no, to say. I, mean, I know. That's your hope. Your hope is, is that it can't be worse. But there's Greenfield on the conference call saying, listen, you're not going to be able to get carriage for, uh, because Disney Plus is doing so well against your programming for Nickelodeon. Uh, you've got people obviously saying they can't get the, NBA, the NFL deal, even though they continue to say that they have a great relationship with the NFL. Uh, right. The write-off was the economics of it, what it'll do to free cash What's flow if they do. What's really worth? About Pluto. Right. Pluto. 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 Pluto worth? But Dopey. <laughs> right. You know you really, I mean? did you, are you really going to, did you bring, you didn't bring back the wall of shame last night. I said if this one doesn't come back up, the, sh- the wall of shame will be activated. It was not positive. I, 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 I was, I lost my temper last night. I, I know that. My executive producer, Regina Gilgan, was quite surprised that I was, was as upset, but. I'm very upset. I hurt my travel trust. I hurt people. I believed I was wrong. Sometimes you just get had. Um, guys, I did want to also. That's it. You're just done with that. You're not going to maybe find me anymore. On. I'm going to do a favor report on uh, on HP on this decision by HP, right. of course, to put a poison pill in. That came late yesterday. Um, they uh, put a pill in, not perhaps unexpected by some, because this is a company without a staggered board. Of course, just to set everybody again, remember, 24 bucks is the bid from Xerox. They're challenging all the directors on the board uh, who are up for election. That is the entire board of directors, of course. On Monday, by the way, HP is going to report earnings. Uh, after the yes. bell, we'll be focused on those. We'll see whether the company gives anything more there in terms of uh, a plan that goes beyond a year or two. Um, Un, un, unclear exactly what will be offered, but there is an expectation perhaps it's going to be more than just simple earnings uh, on Monday. But those will be important, of course, in and of themselves uh, as this battle continues to rage. Okay, they put the poison pill uh, in um, 20%. You can't go beyond that. Why? Well, because these guys put the tender in, remember. Now, the idea, though, that they actually were going to get more than 50.1 and be able to sort of close a tender seemed unlikely. This does appear still more on the road towards going towards an actual vote. 
Again, we'll see if, in fact, the companies do choose to engage. There is a belief, however, on the Xerox side that they don't necessarily at this point have to engage with management or the board as much as having to engage with the top 10 shareholders who could deliver right. the votes that could change the composition of the board and therefore tell them and work a deal with them that they find acceptable to get their votes uh, in, a, in a coming uh, uh, a vote that won't take place till let's call it, late April or May. Uh, we do have a statement from Xerox as well on this plan uh, that was put into place by HP in terms of the poison pill. They say the HP board clearly adopted a poison pill because our offer is receiving overwhelming support from their shareholders, regardless of what the company and its army of advisors announced Monday, and that is along with earnings. We believe HP shareholders appreciate the value we create by combining Xerox and HP outweighs and is incremental to anything HP could achieve on its own. Despite the HP's board's intentions to deny shareholders the chance to choose for themselves, we will press ahead with our previously announced tender offer and electing our slate of highly, highly qualified director candidates. I should note, of course, it's not unusual to put a pill in uh, at all in these kinds of situations. Happens uh, any number of times. What is somewhat different is, remember, we used to have staggered boards a lot. We don't anymore. How this will be viewed from a governance perspective when the votes do come in and from those at ISS and others who weigh on those votes, too, will be interesting because poison pills not typically well viewed from governance, uh, of a, a governance side of things. Um, and then you got Icon. He's in favor of John Byzantine running this uh, combined company. He's a, what, an 8-plus percent holder of HP shares. He plays an important role here. And don't forget Darwin Deason over at Xerox, who'd roll into any deal, of course, as a significant shareholder. I have a statement from him, too. Uh, Deason telling me, I'm not a seller of Xerox. I'm a buyer of Xerox. And John taking over, that's Byzantine. The management and driving to these amazing synergies. Remember, they're talking about over Mm -hmm. $2 billion. In over 50 years of doing deals, I've never seen one more obvious than this, and John's the right person to do it. It's clear as day to us down here in Texas, says uh, Darwin D. Again, uh, though, the question, Jim, is where are the long onlys on this? I have not spoken to any of the big guys who are clearly telling me, certainly not on the record and even not off the record, that they are going to be in favor. They've got to win them. If they do... This whole thing could change dramatically. HP does not have the ability to reverse the deal in terms of saying, we're going to try and take you over, right. even if you don't want to, because they missed the nominating deadline to, to nominate directors for Xerox. Um, and so it's a very interesting combination Where's of Chip forces Burke, right now. Chairman, where does he fit in? He's Chip chairman, is, he's the CEO of, of, Le- of Levi's. Yes, he is. He's in, certainly he's quoted in the release series in favor, of course, of putting the pill in. He says the board's focused on creating long-term value, and it's essential. HP shareholders have sufficient time and full information when considering any tender offer. The idea great is we're giving you time just in case the tender were to come in and they were able to close around it, get more than 50%. Well, let's see um, the quarter. The business is this is having the impact that you might have strong. expected. HP is going up on the higher likelihood that, in fact, if this were to get to the finish line, Xerox would be the buyer. Remember, in the past, so often, everybody's expected if they ever do sit down, they'll just reverse it. HP will just buy them. Right. This is the market saying, maybe not as likely as we thought. Well, I've got to tell you, that debt will be valued at what? What kind of debt? Yeah, and by the way, oh. companies with a lot of debt do not get great multiples in the stock no, market. But maybe that would be something that individuals would take down and take a lot of risk for yield, reaching for yield. I don't like that deal. Let's see the quarter. Guys, uh, we're down 200. A 30-year yield is at an all-time low. Uh, all-time low? Close to 191. 
uh, an Exxon below 60 for the first time wow. since 2010. There's the new, the new, get, it's the new tobacco. No one believes me, but it let's is. get to Seema Modi. Hey, Seema. Hey, Carl. The Dow fighting to stay above 29,000. The major averages once again pulling back from record highs. As you point out, a lot of the cues being taken from the bond market. The 10-year yield sinking to its lowest levels of the year, uh, lowest levels since September. Now, propping up some of the rate-sensitive sectors. You'll see the utilities right now in the green. Big question is how much has the coronavirus fears impacted earnings estimates? Well, going into this year, profits were expected to grow over. 6% in the first quarter. Today, Wall Street has cut that estimate by half to around 3%, weighed down by major cuts in the deep cyclicals like autos and energy. But the sector that has arguably been hit the most is uh, the cruise lines by those coronavirus fears. Norwegian, yesterday on its earnings call, despite not having exposure to China, said that it is canceling all cruises in Asia uh, till September of this year. You can see all those cruise lines are down on the week. Take a look, though, at shares of Deer. It's up about 8%, biggest earnings beat in nearly three years, and it follows positive comments from Deer CEO John May. He's seeing early signs of stabilization in the U.S. farm sector, also says farm confidence uh, though still subdued, has improved. Deer's optimism uh, following similar commentary from some of its peers in the agricultural equipment space, Agco, Mosaic, and CF Industries. Now the big question is, how is coronavirus impacting its global business? Conference call starts at 10 a.m., and I will be on it. Carl, back to you. Uh, thank you, Seema. We're sorry. We're just looking at these uh, U.S. market PMI numbers. Of course, we've been talking about them all morning long. Uh, not bad in Europe, actually, above expectations in some cases. But services come in, uh, Jim, at uh, 49. I'm sorry. Give me a second here. But I think it does explain the, the drop that we just saw. 49.4 on services. Is, I mean, it is. You, know, you can think of it as like, wow, what a good mortgage. But, I mean, it's chilling. It's chilling because it really does say that the economy is just going to be full stop. Again, I keep thinking that this, the virus is totally underrated. Uh, you know, Lululemon came out today and said the virus is going to hurt them. At what point do we just say, you know what, if many, many companies have been hurt the virus, we're paying too much for stocks. That's what's going to happen. I don't like Monday. I don't like what it's going to be like Monday. Terrible just selling stuff here. Just don't like it. We're going to get uh, Berkshire and, of course, Buffett. Uh, oh, that could, that could buoy it, I yeah, guess. Might be a good day for it. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Rick, I know you're not a huge fan of the market numbers, but what we got today? Yeah, no, listen, I'm a fan of markets. I'm a fan of fair price discovery. We'll go into that some other time, but this is a historic day on so many levels. We'll start out with the biggest. You've been talking about it. Here's a 20-year chart at 30-year bonds, longest chart we could show you, and you will not find a lower closing yield uh, than 195 except for right now we're trading at 189. You get the picture. Uh, if we close anywhere down here, new all-time forever low yield close for 30-year bonds. And if you look at the rest of the curve, just generic. Let's make it easy. On the week, 10-year note yields are down about six basis, or two-year are down about six basis points. Tens are down about 11 basis points. So we've flattened the curve about five basis points. Uh, we have inversions on some of the more bill-related comps to the long end, as you well know, those recessionary indicators, although they're probably not recessionary indicators. Capital flight from Japan and all points around the globe just are pummeling into the U.S. Look at a 24-hour tens. You see we had a basically a 146-ish test. Well, let's go year to date and really see how much damage is being done. 
Okay, year to date, we're obviously have taken out that end of January 150 plus close. Zoom back a little farther to September, we've already taken out those double bottoms in the low 150s. And then you zoom back to August, and here's the key 145 and change is the cycle low yield close. Now, theoretically, we could make a double bottom there and all could be well, except for if you go back to 2012. At 145 and change, we really have the big double bottom from 2012 and 2016 at 136. And that's what makes traders nervous. 30 years have already gone through. It's like a magnet drawing and capital coming in. It's almost impossible, traders say, not to see a test of that huge double bottom. Finally, I wish I could go through all the currencies, but Japan's at the epicenter. Their economy obviously may be floundering. Maybe they're already in a recession. A variety of reasons, including coronavirus, Capital leaving flight to safety currency designation seems to be gone. Right now, they're at a 10-month low against the dollar, very close to a 14-month low going back to December of last year. Carl, Jim, and David, wish I had more time. Back to you. (laughs) We'll talk to you again soon, Rick. Uh, Guess who we're going to talk to at the top of the hour? Larry Kudlow uh, from the White House about uh, the markets and the economy. As Rick said, uh, 10-year 145 and change has not closed here since mid-2016. And the Dow's down 289. Dow breadth, obviously, fairly negative here as uh, Procter and Walmart uh, help keep all the components from going red at least we're down 270 and the vix does spike almost to 18 now we'll get stopped trading with jim after a break Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Well, Neil's a sidebar, which reported a disappointing quarter. We got Zscaler today. Zscaler offers the best software as a service uh, cloud cybersecurity, just pure cloud cybersecurity. And it's bad. And uh, one of the reasons why it's bad is it, it was priced for perfection. A lot of people felt it couldn't miss. Remember, they got CrowdStrike going. And then they also have Palo Alto Networks going against them. So uh, I want to be a little bit more circumspect about cybersecurity, even though we know that we're being hacked all over the place. That is a very, very tough Jay Chaudhry is a very good CEO of Zscaler. To see that down takes your breath away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.